Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of Under Further Review with Burke and Jen. I'm Burke. I'm Jen. Um, and we are coming to you with some breaking news over the past couple of days. We are recording this on Wednesday, September 27th, and um, mere hours ago, Rick Patino was put on unpaid administrative leave yeah. pending, uh, basically pending him getting fired as coach of the University of Louisville. Because um, apparently giving, what, $100,000 to a recruit was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of uh, Patino and his corruption at the University of Louisville. Yeah, I mean, I think that part of it is because it's an FBI investigation, right? Like all the other investigations of his other wrongdoing has really been like the NCAA. Seedy, but not law enforcement based. Yeah, exactly. You do not have a bunch of secret, secrets, like special agents in like those three pieces, like knocking on your door with like federal subpoenas and all of that business. So I think there's a veneer of like, oh, this is really big trouble as opposed to before, which is, oh, it's just the NCAA. They don't really have the power to do anything to me except for wipe some wins off the book. No, the feds can actually put you in jail. Oh, that would be amazing. (laughs) I probably shouldn't, that's bad karma to be getting too much joy out of his suffering, but he's he's an asshole. Just, I don't don't even think, he doesn't even deserve to be called a garbage person. (laughs) He's just terrible. Um, Yeah, so uh, he and the athletic director at Louisville have been placed on unpaid administrative leave pending further review. I think the AD reports might differ i thought i read that he had been put on paid administrative leave Uh-oh. which seems like real salt in the wound to to ricky <laughs> um to be put out unpaid um although it does make me it gives me some faith that people can be put out on unpaid leave um which is very atypical i, I would say in our line of work usually yeah. people are put out on paid leave i'm wondering um, if there's a difference between like the fact that the athletic director has a different sort of employment relationship to the university versus patino but like I, I had read that they were both placed on unpaid oh. leave, um, pending actual formal charges or something like and that. And it is or? a developing story. Yeah. So um, the apparently, Patino's attorneys have issued a statement that he has in effect been fired, mm-hmm. um, and he, I guess, disclosed to some members of his team um, that he just uses as the first step towards getting fired. So he's under no illusion that he'll be coming back to coach um, Louisville next season. Um, so Burke, do you want to talk about like how this all sort of transpired today? Uh, well, there over the past couple of days, um, the I believe it's the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, based in Manhattan, um, has uh, released information that uh, charges have been filed against four um, assistant coaches in the NCAA, including Oklahoma State's Lamont Evans, Chuck Person of Auburn, um, Emmanuel Book Richardson from Arizona, and Tony Bland, um, who's an assistant at USC, that's University of Southern California, not South Carolina. (laughs) I've never made that mistake, but uh, other people seem to... Maybe it's just being on the East Coast. I think only people in South Carolina make that mistake. Probably. (laughs) Um, so the four of them, along with the um, global director of sports marketing for Adidas, a guy by the name of James Gatto, um, and a handful of other people mm-hmm. who are clearly not as uh, famous or identifiable, have all been charged with fraud and corruption in a case where they basically... 
The coaches took bribes in order to funnel players towards particular college programs mm -hmm. um, and then later agreed that these players would sign with Adidas once they were out of college and be represented by particular um, agents. agents. And so the um, recruit in question at Louisville is a kid by the name of Brian Bowen who was apparently paid $100,000 <laughs> to sign at Louisville. Um, Patino and Louisville are mm -hmm. not named in any of the um, affidavits at this point, but, um, and so it's sort of, uh, no one has explicitly said that Bowen is the, the prize recruit that was the subject of all mm -hmm. this, but that's putting the kind of facts together. Yes. That's where all the evidence is pointing. Um, Patino hasn't been charged, but he's the whole program, I guess, is under the specter of the FBI investigation, and mm -hmm. it sounds like they're not done um, with charging people. No, so. they're not done, and it's also the idea that, like, well, ultimately the head coach is responsible, and how can you say that your assistants are doing all of these things without your knowledge, sort of the Penn State argument, right? Well, and, well, and then been, Penn State, he actually knew. But. Right, well, but it's also been Rick Patino's yeah, um, MO since yeah. uh, one of the... <coughs> Some of his other controversies um, that have been <laughs> alluded to earlier in the just moments ago in the podcast um, were, in particular, um, I think it was just two years ago. There were um, the NCAA investigated a uh, basically an escort service being hired for recruits and their family members, which is yeah just a fascinating wrinkle in the story, um, which they were eventually found sort of um, guilty is not the right word because it wasn't a criminal investigation but they were found responsible and it yes in violating the charges were or ncaa charges, charges were, were yes. sustained and they also tried to do some like self-sanctioning to ex escape the the worst of the thing which never works it never works but it's actually kind of interesting that only happened a year ago a year ago a year ago <laughs> that's when this all came out the prostitution ring Oh, actually, uh, I no. thought it was 2015. It's a uh, oh. the one the article I read said October 2016. Oh boy, yeah. Um, this is when he failed to monitor um, a staffer by the name of Andre McGee, who paid at least fifty four hundred dollars over a four year period for strippers and escorts. Um, one of the arguments that the University of Louisville made was that they didn't pay enough money to actually fall under the higher level of sanctions because like it's because the escorts were too, too cheap. cheap yep <laughs> that's just disrespectful <laughs> to those hard-working women and yeah rude i just can't just rude <laughs> it is uh, no that's so that was a year ago according wow. to wow yeah um, well, I would note that um, that situation doesn't even make it onto Rick Patino's Wikipedia page, which <laughs> just goes to tell you what the scope of his terrible behavior has been. Um, but they did have to, because of that, they had to vacate their 2013 NCAA National Championship over Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, they, um, he was, Patino would have been suspended for the first five games of the ACC season this year had he continued to be... Um, employed by the University of Louisville, but uh, kind of going back to Patino's response to all this, he basically just shirked all responsibility for yeah. anything that happened here. It wasn't his fault. It was somebody else, um, which is, I just, the failure of leadership is appalling. Yeah, it is. Um, but this is also a person who's had some shadiness in his 
personal life, um, with not taking responsibility for things. I guess we can leave that as it's not criminal. Although he did get sued. No. no. Yeah. He did he sue the woman for extortion? He did. Mm-hmm. So They're a, a woman side. with whom he had an affair, admittedly had an affair, allegedly got pregnant and he pressured her into having an abortion. Um, and so she tried to blackmail him, I think is the yes. kind of the guts of the uh, the the story. Um, and she was ultimately um, charged with extortion mm-hmm. and um then Patino had to admit that he cheated on his wife. I don't think he ever copped to trying to f- compel Probably. her to have an abortion. Um, so you're right. The sex scandal was in October 2015. So the article that I read had a typo in it. Um, so you were correct. Uh, yeah. So he, with the the horrible the sex scandal where he admitted that he cheated on his wife. Again, I don't understand who's which attorneys they're fight like who they're finding to represent him, but part of the argument was, or part of his, wasn't even really his defense, but he said it lasted 15 seconds, like, the act in the restaurant. That's oh, very, it's real Brock Turner uh, defense, <laughs> like, my life is ruined for 20 minutes. Well, yeah, because you did a horrible thing in yeah. that period of time. Also, why would you say... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, so why So why would you say it was, like, 15 seconds? And then why would you say, oh, you know, the charges here for this, like, prostitution scandal is not so serious because we didn't pay them enough money. It's just... It's like, oh, are you are you serious? Really? That, those are your defenses. Okay. <sighs> I, I, I don't they need to get better lawyers, I sort I guess. of feel like they need to maybe just be really discreet about some of the things they... Um, so, yeah, so I think Rick Pitino is the largest, um, obviously, person to fall as a result of this, but as you said, it is going to be ongoing. The investigation's not complete. Uh, USC has hired uh, former FBI director Louis Free to do their internal investigation. So, Did Louis Free do the investigation at Penn State? I don't know. Before I say yes, I'm just okay. going to say I don't know. <laughs> He did some recent, like, big investigation. We can keep talking and I'll figure it out. Um, Um, So, yeah, so I, and I think that uh, the University of Arizona said they were going to probably um, investigate as well. Uh, He did do the Penn State investigation. All right. Um, So, yeah, I think over the coming days and months, uh, there will be other charges coming out, or maybe other people will fall, other people will lose their jobs. I think one of the things that um, the, the person who was presenting the charges is it was his name June. Um, the acting. Yeah, the acting U.S. attorney. Uh-huh. I think it was his last name. His last or first name might be June. But anyways, he's like, here's a phone number. You can call if you know of anyone who's basically, you know, you think that they're engaged in like shady recruiting practices. Pick up the phone and call this number. So I think it's going to be a much bigger. <laughs> and they had some pretty awesome flowcharts at that <laughs> press did. conference. Um, we can probably tweet those out after we record the podcast at UFR underscore BG. <laughs> Follow us. Um, but yeah, this... I, I mean, Adi- this is a real bad look for Adidas. Yeah, I, that's what I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the fact that they've only, and it may just be that they only have enough evidence to charge the four assistant coaches that they've charged at this point, but that's a, I mean, those are colleges all over the country. I mean, mm-hmm. Pac-12, yeah. SEC, ACC, Big tw- what, is Oklahoma State in the Big 12 or Big, uh, I think so. Yes, Big 12. Mm-hmm. I always get confused with the, like, conferences in the middle of the country because they change names. Like, the Big 10 has more than 10 schools in mm-hmm. it. And 
Oh, yeah. Now, like, Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh is in the ACC, which makes no sense because it is not on the coast. Contrary to what people in Pittsburgh will tell you that they are East Coast. It's not. Well, no, I mean, Notre Dame's (laughs) in the ACC. I guess, yeah, it makes no sense. Notre Dame was in the Big East briefly for basketball, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're still not affiliated for football. No, I think that they are starting to affiliate themselves with the ACC for football. Interesting. Yeah. Um, So... So, yeah, there will be continuing developments on this. Um, it's just so exciting. Oh, one of the things that I did want to mention is that um, the athletic director, Tom, is it Jurich? or Jurich? So. He uh, not only stood behind Rick Pitino when he had the extortion problem and the sex scandal, but he also hired Bobby Petrino after he got fired from Arkansas for his less than stellar oh. behavior. Well, and the story is that Yurich only got fired because he refused to fire Patino, which just really, the lack of judgment is causing me to stutter now. <laughs> it's just appalling. Like, what? I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, it's why would you fall on your sword for Rick Patino? Yeah, like, I don't know. Your national championship doesn't count anymore. That's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. So <laughs> he, don't brings, know. he brings nothing to the table <laughs> at this point. Um, Unless Rick Pitino has, like, material on your edge. <laughs> I, so I just, I'm reading, kind of circling back to our prior talk, uh, talk about Rick Pitino and not taking responsibility for things. These were his comments um, after the charges were announced on Tuesday. Mm. These allegations come as a complete shock to me. If true, I agree with the U.S. Attorney's Office that these third-party schemes, initiated by a few bad actors, operated to commit a fraud on the impacted universities and their basketball programs, including the University of Louisville. Our fans and supporters deserve better, and I am committed to taking whatever steps are needed to ensure those responsible are held accountable. Mm -hmm. You! You're (laughs) responsible, Rick Pitino. This is... You oversaw this whole thing. Yeah, like, that's right. Why are you getting paid so much money to not pay attention to what's happening <laughs> right with under your all nose. the people yep. that you're supposed to be managing? Yeah. Uh-oh. There was a funny, uh, someone had tweeted out a statement that he had made back um, when they were recruiting, is it Bowen? Bowen, yes, Bowen. Brian Bowen. Yeah, and he basically said, I can't believe this kid fell on our lap. It cost us next to nothing. Um, because he said, he said basically like they came for a visit during, I guess when, before you can start visiting, they're very labyrinthian rules. I have no idea, but his family, apparently, uh, Bowen's family paid for their own hotel and their own flights and all of those things. And then in the comments, Bettina was like, I can't believe it. It cost me nothing to get this guy. And all the while you're thinking, no, it costs you apparently a hundred thousand dollars and your job. But, and a bunch of wins and all this other stuff. And maybe your liberty, too, at some point. Right. So at this point, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the player has not been identified in the complaint. Mm-hmm. Um, but according to the complaint, without naming this player, um, James Gatto and then three other uh, defendants apparently worked together to get $100,000 to Brian Bowen's family in early June. Um, Christian Dawkins, who I believe he's been charged. He's a former NBA agent who was recently fired from his agency. He um, told the others that he did that at the request of a coach from Louisville. Uh, Brian Bowen is identified as player 10. um, Excuse me, in the complaint. um, And he signed with Louisville on June 5th. Interesting timing. 
and um, there are telephone records from the FBI that show mm-hmm. that James Gatto spoke directly with the unnamed Louisville coach a number of times in the days before yeah. uh, Brian Bowen publicly committed to play with the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, they have, they know who it is. They're just not releasing his name right. because he's probably a minor as well. And he, um, there with Louisville also announced there is at least one player who is not being allowed to do anything with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't identified him, but the presumption is that it's Brian Bowen. Yes. Um, so I be- all of this and that kid never, is never going to get to play a game oh, for no, I know. the university. Um, the His mother, Brian Bowen's mother, has come out to basically deny that they were the family to receive the money. No, I mean, oh, like, like... I mean, what else should you <laughs> Exactly, do, right? like, what else can you do? <laughs> we're just looking at each other like, yeah, yeah. that was that's, that's par for the course. Um, so I think that's it on that for now. I mean, there's going to be so much more, but um, I think the other big topic we wanted to touch on was what happened over the weekend and the... Um, what happened with basically the Golden State Warriors and then the NFL at large resulting from things that um, 45 has either said or tweeted. I don't actually want to say his name. He's kind of like Voldemort now. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, so as anyone who isn't living under a rock or who can hasn't like had their brain broken by all the awful nonsense on the news recently um, may be aware... Last Friday at a campaign-style rally in Alabama, um, among other insane things that uh, <laughs> Mango Mussolini told to the crowd, um, one of them was uh, one of the things he talked about was criticizing players who took a knee or sat during the national anthem, um, referring to them as sons of bitches and saying that they should get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a question about whether that was illegal for the president to. <laughs> To have said, um, not only as, you know, a government actor, again, this comes back to, to violate the First Amendment, you have to be a government actor. Well, <laughs> who, what bigger government actor is there than the President of the United States? Yes. Um, so that's sort of question one. And then um, I know Genevieve was citing U.S. code sections earlier today, but I can't remember what it was. There's a code section um, from federal, federal yeah. statute. Um, that he may have violated so via the code, his comments. So the code section that I think that's being bandied about the most is 18 U.S. Code uh, Section 227. And it basically precludes um, a government person from trying to influence solely on the basis of partisan political affiliation any employment decision or employment practice of any private entity. So in this case, um, a, co- a covered government person would be a senator, representative, um, an employee of either the House or Congress, the President, the Vice President, or an employee of the United States Postal Service or Postal Regulatory Commission. Shit, that's um, tough for post office workers. <laughs> yes. So the the reason why some people, and I believe I can include Michael McCann from Sports Illustrated, who don't believe that the President is violating the section, is because that it has to be solely on the basis of partisan political affiliation. So I can't tell you to fire this person because they're a Democrat or a Republican or a Libertarian or a Green Party member or something like that, as opposed to you know, that's different than me saying to you, well, I think you should fire this person because they're speaking out in support of their free speech rights. So what's interesting mm-hmm. is reading the statute, it says you that it's you can't um, take this action solely on the basis of 
partisan political affiliation, but it doesn't talk about whose political affiliation is the issue. So it could be, I guess, could you make an argument that because Trump is a member of the Republican Party, based on that, his own political affiliation, that's why he's advocating for, I mean, that's a really tortured reading yeah, of the statute, so, probably, but... So I think that that was one of the points that McCann was trying to make, is that, well, you're, Trump is telling people like Stan Kroenke or Robert Kraft or people who are like basically affiliated with him in terms of political affiliations to do this. I know it's the protection for the individual. So it's, you know, whether or not you're, yeah, I think it just gets difficult because you can't say that, well, all these people who are, all of these individuals who are protesting are necessarily of a particular political affiliation because I'm sure a lot of them, um, at least from what I've observed over the years are very, like, very religious, and they might be very conservative. They could be very fiscally conservative and say, I do identify as a Republican, or I, yeah. if I vote, I vote Republican because I know that, like, you know, they are much nicer to the fact that I will keep as much money in my pocket as humanly possible. So I think that's kind of the weird part of, of the argument, but I do find it very troubling that the President of the United States is encouraging um, owners of teams and people in private industry to fire people for exercising um, their free speech. And we should mention that like as a private employee or as a, an employee of a private company, you don't have those protections because your boss is not a government actor. Right. You can be fired for any or no reason as long as it's not a reason that is discriminatory. Mm -hmm. um, so I there's I, I thought it was kind of ironic, maybe ironic's not the right word, but the Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, um, who famously caused Maxine Waters to start shouting, reclaiming my time at him because <laughs> he was getting off track in some hearing, uh, went on the Sunday shows this weekend and was arguing that if football players want to protest, they should do free speech. <laughs> Literally he said do free speech on their own time. Mm -hmm. um, so what is he trying to reclaim his time from <laughs> these football players? Shut your mouth and go sit on top of Fort Knox again. Like it's, yeah, it's appalling. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that there's just, there's been so much written about it. And so, and this has been digested and discussed like so much since basically like Friday night, yeah. um, that we, we're not going to rehash those arguments and what people said, because I think it's very clear um, from listening to us how over the past 36 episodes yeah. where we fall <laughs> in this in this argument, but the idea that um, that you have the president of the United States telling people that they should be fired for exercising their ability to protest peacefully, nonviolently. Right, they're not they're not bothering anyone who doesn't want to be bothered mm -hmm. by this. And what's frustrating for you know, watching what's gone on is that, you know, Colin Kaepernick, who was never mentioned by name by the president, but certainly who he was talking about, I think. I thought he did mention him by no, name. He no, he never used his name. Um, he, because he's so dismissive of him. I guess. Yeah. Um, he remains unemployed as of the recording of this podcast, even though there are some teams that could really use a halfway <laughs> decent quarterback. Um, but... You know, Kaepernick, when he started engaging in this protest, was very explicit as to why he was doing it. And yep. it had nothing to do with disrespect for the military, nothing to do with disrespecting the flag, although I don't know how you can disrespect a symbol, but whatever. Um, it was always about not wanting to stand for a country 
that didn't stand up for him and that there was, you know, significant injustice towards people of color in this country, Mm -hmm. um, in particular uh, focused on police brutality. He was real clear as to what his issue Mm -hmm. was and why he was doing what he was doing. This whole message has now gotten completely jumbled. It's like, we're all just unified now. What are you unified for? Like, that's... And it's... I, I don't know. It's just... It seems like there are people who should be smarter than this who are missing the entire point of the protest. And now it's become about Trump. And it's disappointing yeah. because I feel like Kaepernick, love him or hate him, you know, he was real, he was very clear as to this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had forgotten until a couple days ago that he actually spoke with veterans to, you know, talk through, like, why sitting was disrespectful as opposed to taking a knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and he changed up his protest. The protest started off mm-hmm. with him sitting down. Um, so he took, I think, great pains to make it clear this isn't about the military. It's not about me disrespecting the people who have served and died for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just seems, his message seems to be getting lost, which is, I think, pretty unfortunate. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, there has been a very long history of playing the anthem in sports. It's been at least since, like, 1945, and that counts as long in the United States. Um, and, you know, and having flags and just having sort of a military presence at these especially the national like the nfl um but i don't understand how it got to be so conflated that if you are protesting racial inequality police brutality um you know systematic injustice that that somehow means that you hate the military because i don't believe that the flag or the anthem represents the military because it's supposed to represent the entire united states right right? we don't live in a fascist dictatorship yet <laughs> yes. um it's starting <laughs> so yeah i mean the the flag and the anthem don't shouldn't necessarily mean the military and i think that goes to uh, that that idea is borne out by the fact that at least you know when you see comments from veterans you're getting mm-hmm. both both like totally opposite sides of the spectrum you've got people veterans who are posting on social media um, themselves taking the knee mm-hmm. and saying like I didn't f- I didn't fight to um, you know for a song or a piece yeah. of fabric like I it's fought for the freedoms for the that ideas, these guys are yeah. exercising and we should be a better country you know on the flip side you've got veterans who think it's incredibly disrespectful mm-hmm. and think people should find another time to um, their private time apparently <laughs> engage in this protest so you know since you can't even get consensus from the people who are allegedly being disrespected <laughs> um it makes it a, a challenging kind of mm-hmm. conversation to wrap up yeah um, and i and i do feel that like there was so much i mean granted the players were reacting to something that was said like literally two days before even the day before i can't yeah. yeah. So the idea of trying to have a very unified message, like it, it was just all different throughout the league, and so I mean, I would know, argue that only the Seattle Seahawks got it right, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> um, for those of you who weren't aware, the Seahawks issued a um, statement that said they were staying in the locker room, which a couple of teams did, including the uh, Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. But they were clear that the reason they were doing that was that they it was a protest against the injustice that is visited upon mm-hmm. people of color and other folks with marginalized identities in this country. Um, the Steelers took... And I think the Titans would took what I would refer to as the Taylor Swift route of we do not want to be part of this narrative. Um, 
and stayed uh, out of it. Maybe I'm over. Maybe I'm being too harsh towards the Steelers. I think the Steelers were bas- basically like we're not making people choose sides in a very public way. Yeah. If you have a pro- if there is division or if there is discussion, it's going to stay in the locker room. So no one's going to have to go out there and choose a side or like appear to be choosing a side. So we're going to stay here. Except that it didn't quite work, even though he feels terrible that it didn't. Right. So one of the players on the Steelers, um, Alejandro Villanueva, is a former Army Ranger. I think he served multiple tours in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Um, He asked to walk in front with the captains, um, going out on the field, and apparently they started out on the field um, before the anthem was played. He got ahead of everybody, and so it looked like he was—he had ditched his team and was standing out there all by yes, himself. Yes, all by himself during the uh, anthem. And so people um, had a lot of feelings about that. <laughs> uh, that like this poor guy, like what a you know, a he was abandoned by his team, or mm-hmm. on the flip side, he threw his team under the bus. Exactly, he was um, like such a great patriot. Like right. we can't be patriotic because we like the Bill of Rights or something. I don't. <laughs> Um, and he later came out with a, he had a press conference, came out with a statement that it was never his intent to make it look like he was, you know, alone out there and that he very much respected the rights of people and the views of people who mm-hmm. would have kneeled. Um, and he didn't mean to kind of, uh, yes. break up as, you know, Jen was just explaining the idea that we're not going to have people choosing sides publicly. Mm-hmm. We'll just stay in the locker room. Um, ben Roethlisberger then came out saying that he was upset that he had to stay in the locker room and he wouldn't have knelt, um, to which someone on Twitter responded, well, I'm upset that you're a serial rapist, so I guess we're both going to have to go home disappointed. Yeah, like, <laughs> Sorry, you're most people, but fuck you, Ben. Like, really, because that the message is we're staying in the locker room because we don't want people to feel uncomfortable or, like, make you choose. Like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then a uh, fire chief in a... Oh, Township outside of Pittsburgh referred to said that Mike Tomlin is on his list of no good N words. <laughs> um, to which Sean King um, responded, "White people keep lists of <laughs> no good N words." Um, and or who is on his list of good N words? Right. Yeah. What gets you on the list? Yes, exactly. Uh, but you know, none of this is about race. Just <laughs> remember that. So it's the ugh, I don't know. The whole thing is horrifying. It's infuriating. And, like. Um, as you were trying because you were so appalled earlier that you were literally stuttering like this is how it makes me feel like i don't understand how these two things got so conflated that people can't literally see straight about this it's- i yeah and it's i guess it's also i think it's for, i mean not to overly generalize but it does seem like some players who wouldn't have been comfortable taking a knee or, you know, somehow showing support for people who were, um, you know, kneeling over racial injustices could use this attack against the NFL and their fellow players as a cover. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm I'm being overly cynical about it, but that's what it felt like to me. Like, these are people who wouldn't have put themselves out there but for the fact that he was calling people names that they play with. Yeah, no, I... They're fed up. Mm Mm-hmm. Which... Um, I just, I don't understand why racial injustice is a partisan problem. Like, can't we all just say, like, racism's bad. This is not controversial. So as as my, I don't even know what to call him, as my hero, Steve Kerr, yeah, we'll go with that for now, as he wrote, um, as he, as told to a Sports Illustrated reporter, I want to say it's Chris something or other, I can't remember the name of the reporter, but he said, basically... 
I don't know why people like you should be protesting racial inequality and police brutality. Yeah. Like that is the one thing that we all should be on board with. Um, as, as told to Chris Ballard. Ballard, thanks. I was gonna say Chris Broussard, but I know that Chris Broussard does not work for ESPN or for SI. Yeah, he works yeah, for ESPN. ESPN. He also wasn't he the one who made real ignorant comments about LGBT yeah. people? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, Aaron Rodgers, who I realize I've been talking about a lot recently, but it's because Mina Kimes of ESPN did an amazing profile of him that made him a real, much more likable person <laughs> than I think he'd been before. Um, smart guy, very, like, civically engaged. He has voted in every election, um, at least since he moved to Wisconsin, which was a long time ago. He even voted in the Scott Walker recall election. <laughs> um, didn't disclose how he voted, but um, he basically said in the article... Um, the interview we did with Mina Kimes that he wouldn't kneel because he, you know, respects the military. military. Yeah. Again, not the fucking point, but whatever. <laughs> um, but he stood, you know, arm in arm with his um, teammates over the weekend. They are asking, they're playing tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow's Thursday. They're playing tomorrow. They've asked for a show of unity, which again, I mean, the way that the Packers put it, it just, it's like glossing over the problem, which mm -hmm. is frustrating. Yeah. Um, and then he had an Instagram post today mocking people on social media who were criticizing folks for kneeling. Yes, and it's, it was pretty good because it was a picture of the, them. The, yeah. The cameramen, yeah. Who were kneeling and wearing a hat yes. during the playing of the national anthem. Uh, but... I guess the struggle I have with that is that, like, I don't know, it feels like too soon. Like, you wouldn't kneel Aaron Rodgers because you don't understand what the problem is. Obvious, it seems obviously, but maybe not. Um, like, you don't get what the issue is. You won't kneel. But, like, now we're just going to, like, mock dummies on social media. Like, I don't know. Maybe you take a knee and then I would feel better about his jokes. It's... Oh, that's fair. I mean, it... Yeah, I don't... I mean, it... it it is such a difference to me between what happens in the NFL and what happens in the NBA in terms of player unity and players feeling very um, emboldened to speak out and to say what they need to say. You know, a lot of players have gotten a really bad rap for not being political, but in the last several months, I think more players have come out um, to be very clear as to their positions on... Um, as you said, the mango Mussolini, but I like mangoes, so I kind of feel bad that we're disparaging mangoes. But that was your problem with Cheeto Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Too, right? I, yeah. I love Cheetos, <laughs> um, but it's you know the fact that like LeBron James called him out very, very in a very public way and didn't mince words about oh, it. Just um, called him a bum yeah, repeatedly, <laughs> repeatedly, <laughs> um, and the fact that he said that it wasn't disrespecting the White House until you got there. I think that was part of his original tweet. Um, and it's, and it is such, such a different, it's such a different way that they like deal with this topic versus like football players who are so concerned about like dancing around this, like, I, we love the military. Yeah. We, you know, it's cause you're paid to love the military, which is a totally separate topic that I don't think is in any way related <laughs> to the law. But I mean, some of these like displays of patriotism oh, yeah. are actually paid they, ads for the, the yeah, military. Absolutely. Um, so we're probably going to talk more about that. Um, you wanted to talk about our podfather? Yes. Um, the podfather, uh, has CTE or had 
He's no longer with us. And we keep forgetting that he's not with us anymore. I know. I keep referring to Aaron Hernandez in the present tense, and then I'm reminded uh, that that's no longer the case. But, um, so interesting, I guess is the right word to use, um, news this week. Um, when Aaron Hernandez committed suicide in jail, uh, he his family donated his brain to the CTE research folks at Boston University who disclosed the um, results of the, those tests a few days ago um, and determined, they had determined that Aaron Hernandez suffered from CTE. The brain damage he had was so bad that it, he effectively had the brain of a 67 year old. He was 27 at the time of his death. Mm-hmm. He had stopped playing football four years previous to his death. Yes. He only played three seasons in the NFL, I think three seasons at Florida, and then, you know, growing up. Um, so, in the grand scheme of things, I guess that's more football than a normal non-professional athlete would play, but that's not a lot. No. Um, I... And the fact that his, you know, brain was so damaged after all of that um, is pretty disturbing news. Um, the His family, uh, and by that I mean his partner, um, Shanna, on behalf of their daughter, Aviel. Yes. <laughs> Got it right this time. Um, filed a lawsuit against the Patriots and the NFL, I think, um, but we have not seen the complaint because I believe it is still under seal. Uh, but sued them in um, federal district court in Massachusetts uh, for wrongful death, basically, that they did nothing to warn or help Aaron Hernandez um, with the brain damage he was suffering, um, and therefore they should pay in excess of $20 million for. Loss of parental consortium, I think, is the word um, or the cause of action. Hmm. Um, You may have heard, uh, so loss of consortium is sometimes in some states, it's been outlawed or abolished in a bunch of states, but um, in some states it's a way for a spouse who has been cheated on to get some kind of recompense from the um, mistress or What's the male version of a mister? I think it's just a mister. A mister? Yeah, which is Um, really dumb. (laughs) That's weird. Um, Basically, that you can sue the person that your spouse cheated on you with. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of prepositions um, for loss of consortium. Um, I didn't realize that you could have a loss of parental consortium. I guess it makes sense, but... um, So that means the NFL was the mistress in this? I guess. The NFL and the Patriots? Yeah. They caused him to abandon her, I guess, is the theory... I don't know. Um, Apparently, in um, common parlance, people say lover or boyfriend. Lover just gives me the icky. I hate that word. Yeah. (laughs) There was that awful SNL skit with Molly Shannon and Will Ferrell in the hot tub. Yes. So... What's there been? There's been a lot of interesting uh, think. Pe- maybe they're not all interesting, but there's been <laughs> a lot of think pieces that have come out in the days since this disclosure was made about whether you can really blame Aaron Hernandez's behavior, um, including his murder of at least one person yes. and alleged murder of two other people. Although the murder of Odin Lloyd's been wiped off the book, so I guess that doesn't count anymore. I don't know, um, but you know his really poor behavior on. CTE. Mm-hmm. Um, some folks have pointed out he showed kind of sociopathic antisocial behavior going back to when he was like 17 right after his dad died mm-hmm. or he didn't he punch out a bartender mm-hmm. when he was 18. Yeah. Um, so to blame it all on the CTE seems inappropriate. 
Um, but there is something to be said for the idea that, you know, CTE can cause really significant changes in your behavior. behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, now, I guess to be clear, not all people with CTE go around killing other people. They do seem to kill themselves on a sadly regular basis, mm -hmm. um, but they're they're not inflicting this misery on the whole rest of the world. Eric Hernandez is, seems to be unique in that um, that way. Yeah, it's just uh, Aaron Hernandez. Um, but I'm mostly disappointed that it just occurred to us to start referring to him as the Podfather and not <laughs> the Godfather of the podcast. That should have jumped out to me earlier. Yeah, we've only been talking for about, talking about him for like 36 episodes. <laughs> Two years. That's yeah. fine. Uh, we're slow on the uptake sometimes. Um, so the, uh, that's basically breaking news from us. Some of it super breaking, some of it not so much, but we just had some thoughts and wanted to maybe clarify some of the um, information out there about whether or not you can actually bring charges against Donald Trump for <laughs> inciting people to fire uh, other people. Right, and since Colin Kaepernick isn't technically employed, he can't be fired. Um, Correct. So mm -hmm. that's, I don't know, he needs, he should be signed. This is crazy. The Cincinnati Bengals are so bad. <laughs> Well, I was just like, the 49ers are really bad. I'm like, please bring him back. Right, except didn't... I was listening to a guy... I know his first name is Nick, but now I can't remember what his last name is. I want to say Nick Miller, but that's the guy from New Girl. Um, <laughs> so that's not right. He was making the point that John Lynch basically said, who's the GM mm -hmm. of the 49ers, that if Kaepernick hadn't waived his option to... Basically opted yeah, out of his contract, contract, they would have cut him, um, which... I mean, seems dumb in retrospect, but I guess it is what it is. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. And I mean, it's sort of the idea of like, if you come, if you're a new GM, you want to hire a new coach and you basically want to have people on your team that are going to implement quote unquote, your system. Um, and does John Lynch have a system. I don't know. Maybe Kyle Shanahan does. I don't know. But, um, uh, and it's I, not working <laughs> since they scored their first touchdown in week three. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, Sorry. We also wanted to remind people that Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory and people who live in Puerto Rico are United States citizens. Oh, yes, that's important. <laughs> yeah, it's... I just wanted to mention that to people who may not remember that from, like, fourth grade social studies. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's bad. <laughs> um, so help Puerto Rico keep taking care of the people in Houston and Florida who have been impacted by the prior hurricanes. What were the hurricanes K and L this round and J? They must have been somewhere else because I think it's a global thing. Oh, so okay. I think it's it's not just hurricanes that hit the United States. So I think they might have gone oh. other places. And I wasn't sure look. if there was they had different names for the Pacific ones versus the. I think they're just supposed to do the alphabet straight Oops. through, but I could be completely wrong about that. Um, so, yeah, that's it from, from us. Anyway. Yes. So, um, as always, you can follow us on um, Twitter or Instagram at UFR underscore BG. You can also reach us by email at underfurtherreview.bg at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website that at least I have not updated in quite some time, but um, we can get on that, uh, underfurtherreview-bg.com. Um, and as always, you can uh, review and rate us on iTunes, which we would appreciate. And I think that's everything I have to ask from our listeners um, right now. Yeah, we did have a Hurricane Jose. Um, oh. 
and sorry Jose yeah and I it was apparently it was very erratic and Got I think it. the L might be Hurricane Lee well, that's boring. Hurricane Lee is the fifth major hurricane in 2017. Yes. So, yeah, so there were other ones. Um, they just didn't either make landfall here or maybe they just sort of petered out um, while they were still in the ocean and then they were just downgraded to, like, tropical storms or something. Got it. So, yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah, thanks for listening today. <laughs> Sorry about our meteorological, like, and, diversion. And remember, Puerto Rico is America. Yes. Thanks. thanks. Bye.